Thank you for listening to the Giving Light Podcast. We are a family church and world outreach center. Our heart is to empower you to walk in true freedom and equip you to impact your world. Please visit our website at givinglight.org to learn more about us and our many resources, including original music by Brave Music, e-courses for leaders, tools for raising powerful kids, and more. If you would like to support Giving Light financially, visit our Give Online page to choose the best giving method for you. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy this message. Hallelujah. Can somebody say God is good? I heard that guy from Louisiana or Mississippi say, he said, ain't God good. I think I like that better. You may fix my shirt. I might as well go ahead and say these are all new duds. New jeans. New jeans. New jeans for Eugene. Hallelujah. New shirt. Oh, that's as far as I'm going to go. But anyway, uh, hallelujah. You know, uh, we've been talking about uh, healing. I think Deb, is Debbie? You lost a thing. You lost a thing. You lost the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. All right. Uh, We've been talking about, uh, you know, the healing of the spirit, soul, and body. The beginning of the message was the desire of God to heal, the, uh, the healing of the spirit, soul, and body. The he, one thing, he is Jehovah Rapha. He is the Lord who heals. So it's just his nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we talked about uh, the healing of the spirit, which is really being born again. And after the spirit is born again, it does not need to be uh, healed. It needs to be strengthened because it needs to overpower. It needs to become It needs to come into leadership over the soul and the body. And then we talked about last week about the um, the healing of the the soul. And the scripture says in Psalm 23 that the Lord restores our soul. And uh, so today we're going to be talking about uh, healing of the body. And, uh, you know, this cannot be covered in one day. And so, but what I do want to share is uh, the, the words that were given this morning just kind of flowed together with, uh, there was a uh, continuity there. And so, uh, you know, Katie came up with the shout, and the Lord had given me the scripture before that about... Um, about uh, making a joyful shout unto the Lord. But with everything we do, uh, if we do not do it with the right attitude, we're going to do it by uh, formula. Yeah. And God is not about formula. Uh, if, we, if we hit the right buttons and pull the right switches and, and do all that, then it's, we think, well, we've got God now, he's got to do it. Or if I confess it, so, and I'm for our confession, I believe confession is powerful. I believe it's a part of the Christian life. As a matter of fact, the scripture tells us in Hebrews not to abandon the confession of our faith. But we have to have a a heart attitude 
And I believe it's found in that scripture, which I read this morning in Psalm 100. And uh, there was a, even the word today, I forget, this, it was mentioned several times, but for us to receive what God has for us, we have got to hear the voice of God. We have got to be prophetic people, and don't let that scare you. The word prophetic just means hearing from God. And every believer has to hear from God, otherwise you wouldn't be saved. What made you, what made you come forward to receive Christ? What made you open your heart up to receive the Lord? What made me, when I was a 13-year-old, leave the upper tears and the nosebleed section of the, of the Kansas City Municipal Stadium to walk down onto the field and stand in front of Billy Graham to, and I was like kind of, a, you know, they might leave me, you know. <laughs> but but he, Billy Graham said, oh, they won't leave you. So anyway, I went forward. But what made me do that? It was a voice of the Lord on the inside. It was a, and what I mean by the voice of the Lord, it was an urging, it was a pulling. It wasn't something I could have resisted, I could have rejected. How many of you have rejected the Lord? You know, when he's called you, he's pulled you. He might have even said, go talk to your neighbor about me. And you said, get behind me, you know, or just something like that. But God is pulling. But for us to have a successful Christian life, we've got to be able to hear the voice of God. And this is a key, I believe. And it's found in Psalm 100. It says, well, let's just re read the first verse. It says, make a joyful shout unto the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Now, if we don't do the next part, this is all just formula. This is all just formula. Well, if I shout enough, I'll get it. If I'm loud enough, I'll get it. You know, uh, we used to sing a song years ago, and lately it's just irritated me thinking about it. <laughs> the joy of the Lord is my strength. If you want joy... You must clap for it. If you want joy, you must shout for it. Well, that's no, not always the way it works, because I've shouted a lot of times at my family, and it never brought me joy and didn't bring them joy either. Oh, that's right. I'm supposed to shout to the Lord. Shout to the Lord all the year. That was a joke. But the next part of it says this, know yeah. that the Lord, he is God. Somebody talked about this morning about us trusting in the Lord. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. You are not a self-made person. Yeah. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. The attitude that we have, that we must have, is that we are his. A New Testament scripture says we are bought with a price. We belong to him. 
we belong to him. And so if we belong to him and we are in a relationship with him, it's not just us telling him what to do. And if we do this and this and this, you have to do it. No, he tells us and we obey. And he blesses. You don't need to ask God to bless what you're doing if he's told you to do it already. Well, if I just walk around, you know, and, and I'm not criticizing, I'm just making statements. Well, we'll just do a Jericho march around this. That's okay to do a Jericho march if the Lord told you to do it. You know, just a thought came to me. We were told as a church, we did it as a church, we believe we were led of the Lord to do prayer walks down in Halifax. And after a period of time, there was a child pornography ring that was exposed. A global child pornography ring in Halifax, Pennsylvania. But, and we didn't know it was there, but because we obeyed what God told us to do, then God was able to do what he needed to do and expose the ring. This isn't just about us doing things. It's about us hearing God and obeying. Yes. I remember one time I kept, we, uh, we were in the storefront on Center Street. And I actually had an office in the storefront on Center Street. And we, during the week, did not keep the heat up. You know, churches, you know, they, they have to save money. And so in that particular building, we did not have the heat up. And so I would go in and do office hours, and we had those hard metal folding chairs. And I had several problems because of that. I'm not going to go into. But one thing, I kept getting these colds. And I was praying and praying, and, and the Lord spoke to me one time, and he says, wear two pair of socks. Well, that, why don't you just heal me? <laughs> it's like the guy on the roof. The flood water's coming up. Oh, Lord, please save me. The radio, get out of town. The flood water's coming. I'm going to wait on you to save me, Lord. Water rises up, a boat comes along. Come on, get in the boat. Oh, I'm going to wait on God to save me. You know, the waters rise up to the roof. Here comes the helicopter. You know, they drop down a line. Grab a hold. I'm waiting on the Lord to save me. So after a while, he wakes up in heaven. He said, Lord, why didn't you save me? He said, I tried to. I still told you on the radio to get out of town. I sent a boat by to pick you up. I sent a helicopter to pick you up, but you rejected it. The title of the message, well, today, it, well, let's go. Thank you, Jesus. We won't even give it a title. I'll get, I have to give it a title because Katie will ask me for one. 
But I have to look this up. Uh, excuse me for a moment. <laughs> I wanted to use a particular translation that Dave likes. So <laughs> This is the only one, so enjoy it. <laughs> this is in John chapter 7. And it's in verse 37. It says, In the last day of the great feast, Jesus stood and cried out, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water, or out of his inner man. Out of the inner man shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Out of your bellies shall flow rivers of living water. Let me connect that with an Old Testament scripture, which is Proverbs chapter 4, which says, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. In other words, life flows out of the inner man. A lot of times we're looking for outward when God says, I want to heal you from the inward. And so it said that out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. You know, living waters heal. Living waters heal. Do you know that Jesus said that every believer would cast out devils, would speak with new tongues, would lay hands on the sick, and they would recover? Every believer. But yet, and, and he also says in Jude, but you, beloved, building up, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit or praying in the Holy Ghost. And so uh, there are, if you want to look this up, you can Google it, but uh, go online and put, put in uh, medical benefits of speaking in tongues. Yeah. There are two, uh, uh, Old Roberts University did one study, and the other study was done by Penn State University. The one, uh, the one in, uh, at Oral Roberts University said when people pray in tongues, they said that your immune system is boosted 35 to 45% immune system. What do you think that would do for helping your heal your body? Out of your bellies shall flow rivers of living water. Well, I don't believe in speaking in tongues. Well, you don't believe in boosting your immune system either. I don't like taking, I don't like taking those uh, vitamin C pills. I don't either. I gag sometimes, but I still take them. I still take those vitamin C tablets. I remember a pastor said years ago, uh, I rem he was my pastor when I was a little kid, but then he got filled with the Spirit and got kicked out of the church. <laughs> and, then, and then after I got out of the Navy, I'd been filled with the Spirit, so ended up back in, in his church, in another church that he started. And he said that every, every time he counseled people that had backslid, that means they'd gone away from Jesus, They'd given up, and now they're coming back. And they, he would ask them, he said, did you stop praying in tongues? And they all said yes. And we're talking about born-again, spirit-filled, Bible-believing 
Christians that backed away from the Lord, and he asked them, did you stop praying in tongues? And they all said yes. But you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. So praying in the Holy Spirit will not only build up your inner man, it will also heal your body. You know, I used to hear years ago that the only people that pray in tongues are old ladies, uh, young kids, and and the mentally deranged. Plus, I also used to hear that speaking in tongues was of the devil. Well, if uh, it was of the devil, he wouldn't fight it so much. But Penn State University did a study on speaking in tongues, and they found out the more a person prayed in tongues, the less likely they would have mental problems. So some of you better start really start praying in tongues. (laughs) You know, and I can attest to that. I mean, you know, I get up here the happy guy, but you know... I'm not always happy. Sometimes I get up here and I think, man, why can't I just be like this all the time? (laughs) But you know what? When I get down, when I get low, when things get heavy, when things get dark, I start praying in tongues. And the light starts to shine and the heaviness starts to lift and the daylight comes, hallelujah, and I am free in Jesus. You say, well, I thought we were talking about healing the body. This does heal the body. A merry heart does good like a medicine. You want to get healed? Get your heart happy. Because I'm happy, like a room without a roof, because I'm happy. (laughs) Oh, man, did you ever, what is that, Despicable Me? I like grew when he sings that song. The only reason I know about that is because I have grandkids. (laughs) And the funny thing about them is they have to watch the same movie over and over over again. I know some of the lines of those movies. (laughs) But I did like that song. I'm happy. So anyway, (laughs) I guess I better get out my notes in case I run out of things to say. (laughs) But anyway, the the message today, well, let's just read from... uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 23. This is our foundational scripture. He says, verse 23, which we read uh, the earlier ones last, last week because I believe it helps. If you start in verse 16, rejoice always. That will help you mentally and help you physically. But he says... Um, 1 Thessalonians 5.23, but he says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Sanctified, set apart for holy use. 
I believe he wants us healed, spirit, soul, and body. Preserved blameless under the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, uh, I have to tell you a story because um, I remember we bought, and this is a familiar story for some of you, but some of you never heard it. But I remember we bought bicycles for Christmas. And I decided I would put them together Christmas Eve. And I thought, well, I don't need, I know how to put a bicycle together. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you know, when, uh, when, a, when a box says, read the instructions before you, you better do it, man. <laughs> I didn't get much sleep that night. And I eventually read the instructions. I eventually read that. But anytime you see a box and it says some assembly required, <laughs> that means when you open the box, it's not going to fall out ready to use. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you, there's promises in here with some assembly required. How about the Lord speaking to uh, the children of Israel and said, I'm giving you a land that flows with milk and honey. Isn't that a promise? Isn't that a wonderful promise? Now go in and kill everybody that's got your property. <laughs> Some assembly required. <laughs> I just... In James chapter 5, I'm just going to have to give you highlights today. My wife told me, just give the highlights. But we'd be here until late. And I don't like preaching to myself. <laughs> but anyway, in James chapter 5, he says here, uh, in verse 24, use, well, let me just read verse 19, James 5, 19. You believe that there is one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. You know, some Christians think they, you know, they got a promise, they don't got to do nothing. At least the demons know enough to tremble. Sometimes it makes me tremble, tremble, tremble. <laughs> you have to be really old to know that song. Anyway. So, do you believe in God? That's the question. This is, uh, if you want to stay here longer, <laughs> I said, do you believe in God? All right, you do well. But there's more to it than just saying, I believe. He says in verse 24, he says, You see that a man is justified by works and not faith only. Likewise, was not Rahab the harlot also justified by works when she received the messengers sent uh, and sent them away, sent them, uh, sent them out another way? For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. So I have a promise. I have to believe. But my belief 
has to, uh, has to correspond with action. Yeah. It has to correspond with action. And I want to uh, prove this to you by multiple scriptures from the New Testament to where Jesus told people they either had acts of faith when, the, when they came or he told them to do something before they got healed. He says in Mark chapter 11, verse 22, Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. Don't have faith in yourself. Don't have faith in your faith. Have faith in God or have the faith of God. What kind of faith did God have? Well, when the earth was without form and void, God spoke. He said, let there be light, and there was light. He spoke, and things happened. Well, you say, I'm not God. But you're a child of God, and God told you. Now listen to this. Uh, Jesus had cursed a fig tree. That always wondered me a little bit, but... It is what it is. He cursed a fig tree, and he said, you shall not bear fruit any longer, and it dried up instantly. Another another side said it dried up by the roots. And so Peter uh, brings that to Jesus' attention the next day. Then Jesus said, have faith in God. And then in verse 23, he says, For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things which he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. There's several things I want to point out here is there are more references to talking than to believing. I'm not going to count them for you. But there are more references, and the first one doesn't count, where Jesus says, I say unto you. But he says, there are, whoever shall say to this mountain, he's not saying if I say it, it's going to happen. He's saying if you, the believer, will say something and does not doubt in his heart but believes those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. Now let me just say this. This doesn't always happen in the first five minutes of you saying it. Because the Scripture tells us in Hebrews to hold fast to the confession of faith. Why would he tell us to hold on to the confession of faith? Because there are opportunities for you to get discouraged and let it go. I remember being, uh, being sick and saying, I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus and didn't feel any better. Uh, but I remember, uh, Back in the day, I was the only preacher of giving light. The only preacher that would preach, I should say. And so if I got sick, I didn't have a backup that would cooperate. 
with me. Because when I was in Bible school, Lester Summerall said, make sure you marry a preacher. Because when you don't feel like going to church, you can send them to preach. Well, hallelujah. It doesn't work that easy, though. Yeah, she was, uh, she was elsewhere. But anyway, I remember getting up, not even having a voice to speak, and get up and start, and just start speaking, and all of a sudden, it left. And I just preached. Sometimes, after I was done, I stayed healed. Sometimes, it came back. But you step out in faith. All right, just a thought. Some assembly required. (laughs) Hallelujah. But he says in verse 24, he says, Therefore I send you what, whatever you ask, what, what things soever you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them. And you shall have them. So I'm going to ask you a question. When do you receive? When you get it or when you pray? Think about this. When do you get the answer to your prayer? When you pray or when it shows up? The Bible says when you pray. But a lot of times people pray and they say, well, I don't got it. That's because you didn't receive it. Sometimes you receive it before you get it, before it manifests. Some assembly required. Sometimes your faith has to be tested and tried just to show that you really believe. Oh, man. I, it's almost time to quit. Just getting started. I might as well do it uh, because, well, I have to turn there, but where are we? Mark 11. Mark 11. Mark 11, 23 is real to me. And right next door is Mark 11, 24. <laughs> These are the words of Jesus and my authority. Mark 11, 23. Mark eleven twenty four. <laughs> Those are some of the songs I was raised on in the faith movement. <laughs> anyway, uh, so he and then notice what he says in verse twenty five. And when you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive them, him, that your father. In heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you your trespasses. Is it possible that if we, re- if we refuse to forgive, is it possible that we shut the door to our own mercies? It's just a thought. Is it possible? And you know... There's a, there, I want to say something. According to your, I hate to put us on levels, but you know, I've been, 
I've been saved since 1967. That's a long time. I was 13 years old. Do you think that God is requiring more of me than somebody that just got saved last year? Well, yeah, you're the pastor. No, 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 no. If you've been saved for years, you can't get away with stuff that people that are just getting saved... You know, if, you're, if you want to really get healed, find somebody that just gets saved that believes in healing. <laughs> Have them pray for you. And a lot of times, bam, God just answers their prayer. Why? Because they're fresh, they're young. God answers their prayer. But us that have been around it for a while, there's a little more uh, assembly required. I told you this story before, but I have a few fresh bodies today. So, <laughs> just gotten out of Bible school. We were having a Bible study, and healing was the topic. It was a it was a weekly Bible study, and actually, it all started because there was this person that was doing healing through demonic through the demonic. And so we thought it would be good that they learned the better way. Because they were temporarily getting healed. And so anyway, uh, we went, and God is so good. Because God gave her a vision of when she was doing her thing, her witchcraft stuff, God opened her eyes to see the demons. Ooh. So then she repented. She came over to the right side. So anyway, then, you know, we were teaching it correctly. And then there's this other group that comes. A, I don't want to give the church name, but they were more of a, an evangelical fundamental type church. They didn't believe in healing. You know. So they came over and they tried to tell us why it doesn't work. Why healing isn't for today. I've got a I've got a new I've got a saying. You've got an argument, but I have an experience. There you go. I've seen the Lord heal. I've seen the Lord raise the dead and you can't talk me out of it. That doesn't happen every time. But I've seen him do it. So if he did it once, he can do it again. You can't tell me that God doesn't do it because I've got the experience. You got the argument. And they weren't even using Scripture. They were using, you know, the, the, the highlighted things before the Scripture. It says, uh, and I was telling them, I, this scripture says that we're all supposed to pray for the sick. No, they said, no, it says Jesus talking to the 12. <laughs> that's not scripture. That is, uh, that's not scripture. That is man putting in what is the next topic. It's, and so while this was going on, there's a knock on the door. 
So the per, uh, a person that, uh, that owns the apartment, we're in an apartment, goes to the door, and then they come over to me and they whispered in my ear, could you come outside and pray for my mother? So, well, sure. So fortunately, there was enough of an argument going on <laughs> that I wasn't missed. I was, every because it was just kind of like, you've ever been in an argument where everybody's like an Italian family. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> an Italian family, no. Italian. Anyway, so I go out, and, and then some of the young believers that I had been mentoring followed me. And this lady had just been discharged from the hospital. The doctor said they couldn't do anything for her, and she was in major pain. Major pain. <laughs> you want me to get your mind off... <laughs> I got a little trick. Anyway. Uh, yeah, she was in major pain. And she was crying and, you know, and she was telling me this stuff and she was still sitting in the car. So I lean in to pray for her. I'm leaning into the car. And the Lord said, don't pray for her. So I back out. You know, he doesn't give you the whole thing at once. And uh, he said, have, have these young believers pray. So I said, I want all of you to get in, I want all you to get in there and pray for her. So they get in there, they pray for her. She's crying, but she's crying because the pain's gone. The pain is gone. I said, Lord, why didn't you want me to pray for her? Because he said, if you would have prayed for her, her and I healed them, you would have, they would have looked at you and thought you did it. But they know they didn't do it. <laughs> they know they didn't do it. Why? Because they believe that he is our, we are his people and that he is our maker. Yeah. And that's where they were at. So they, when they prayed for her, and they didn't have all the right, you know, formulas, but they had a word of the Lord that I got that they were to pray for her. And when they did, God did. Amen. And she got healed and she was crying because of the joy that all that pain was gone. Yeah. So like I said at the beginning of the message, there is multiple ways for healing. Multiple ways for healing the body. But it all depends on hearing the voice of God. Now, sometimes you just have to step out in faith. I have been in situations where I didn't feel God at all. I mean, God, where are you? Am I saved? I had to check my pulse. And I've seen the biggest miracles. Last story. I want to tell you one more story. I was in a meeting, and I was looking forward to getting out of the meeting. <laughs> I wasn't even preaching. I was just sitting there. Because we were in uh, Nicaragua. We were in Nicaragua, and Bishop Hammond was coming to Nicaragua. We were in a meeting at that time. 
but I was going to be his valet, so I had to meet him at the airport. So Melody was preaching, and, I, and it was winding down, and I'm thinking, man, I'm getting out of here. I'm going to go pick up Bishop Hammond. You know, I'm a, I'm a goal. I'm goal-oriented. So I wanted to, go, wanted to get onto my goal. And so, you know, they're up there talking in Spanish, which is Greek to me. <laughs> yeah, I, you know. But I heard something. Something caught my ear. Pastor Steve. <laughs> I mean, I'm the only Pastor Steve I know of in here. And what they said, what they were saying was, anybody who is sick in here, come up and Pastor Steve's going to pray for you or heal you or something. I forget what, I don't know what they said. But you know, God, you know what? I didn't even pray. I didn't even expect to be ministering. I didn't do nothing. All I did was just Pastor Steve. And then they said, did this. The whole front was lined up with people. And you know, God healed every one of those people. Everyone. And I'm not just talking about they had a, a hangnail <laughs> that we clipped. No. There was some serious things that God... T- but what was it? It wasn't me. What my faith. My faith was I'm getting out of here to go pick up Bishop Hammond. But God had other ideas. And so when a word of the Lord comes, you can expect that God is going to use you. So, so, don't, so we're going to give you, when I ever get around to preaching this, <laughs> we're going to give you things you can do, but you still have to be led by the Spirit. So in the beginning, I talked about praying in tongues, healing your body. I would suggest praying in tongues to keep you active in hearing because if you're, uh, if you're faithful in little things, God will move you up to bigger things. So, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we just are grateful, yes. Lord God, that we can not only receive healing for ourselves, but everyone in this room has been commissioned, according to Mark chapter 16, these signs will follow them that believe in my name. They'll cast out demons, they'll speak with new tongues take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And the Bible goes on to say, and the Lord worked with them. And the Lord worked with them. That's the key. That's the key. So Father, we just thank you for it and receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to ask for the healing team to come up. And do we have any words of knowledge? Yes.